Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon show by uh, my co-host, Mike Kubik. Good afternoon, Michael. Good afternoon, Joseph. Let us begin, as we always do, with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Michael. Yes, Joseph, let's start off with uh, just a real quick one on the Lenten meals. Um, we ate over, Alexis and I ate over at Holy Spirit with Father Dill. And I saw Father Dill, and I'd mentioned to him that, you know, we were here and that we had uh, done a plug for them and other uh, fish, fry fish fries yeah. in the area. And, and uh, I told him, you know, he says, well, you always talk about our efficiency, but you never talk about how good the food is. Oh, no. <laughs> I told him, I, that's true. But I said, it's really, um, I wouldn't be going there if the food wasn't good. Yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you one thing uh, about Holy Spirit. If you go over there to eat in Pelmar, food's outstanding. And also... I can see why they don't do it on Ash Wednesday and they don't do it on Good Friday because this, the serving size is rather large. It is not a day of fast. It's a day of abstinence. So, uh, But, yeah, we had a great time. The food was good. The people are always really nice and polite, and they, uh, they treat you well over there. I thought, Joe, for this show uh, today, we talk about some of the things that are happening within the Central East region and also within the state of uh, Pennsylvania for the Knights of Columbus. And these are not in any particular order. One thing we do want to say is uh, we got the state free throw championship coming up. And it's moved back to Trinity High School, which I know is something that uh, makes it a lot easier for the folks in our area to get to it. Yes, yes. And um, just to give you a heads up, if you are a regional winner, you've been told that you have to come to the states. And registration starts at noon. Competition starts at 1. And people, if you want your sons or daughters to compete, you must be there on time. Uh, the way they work it is once they start an age group, that's it. And if uh, you get there 20 minutes after your age group is shot, your child is not going to be able to compete. Right. So, that's the way it should be. Yeah. To yeah, get you, people you, in and out of there efficiently. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, from a, from a fairness perspective, it's, it's a lot easier to shoot all by yourself than it is when there's competition. And uh, so, you know, be there early, get there in plenty of time. Um, another thing that's coming up is our state convention, and uh, that's going to be at Crown Plaza, King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. Uh, the dates are April 26th through the 28th. So, um, you know, if you are a delegate or an alternate delegate, make sure you get all your information in. You have a bunch of forms to fill out. It does show up on the uh, state website, and you want to be able to do that. So make sure you get all that together and uh, know what's happening. This, uh, the next thing we're going to talk about a little bit, Joe, is um, fourth degree. And this is only, uh, they do it every so often. It's um, biennial, and it's on April 6, 2024. The Pennsylvania Central District will call together our district assembly, and the purpose of the meeting is to select three recommendations for the position of master of the fourth degree for the Pennsylvania Central District. They elect the master's audit committee and consider matters consistent with the good of the fourth degree. Um, I know that uh, 
not everybody gets to go to this. I mean, you, 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 we do have delegates that are assigned because there is voting involved. But if you are a member of the fourth degree and you haven't heard anything about it, you might want to contact your faithful navigator just for a, a little bit of information. It's going to be at St. Patrick's Church Hall, which is 411 Allegheny Street in Whitehaven, Whitehaven Pennsylvania. Uh, mass will begin, as always, and it'll be, asked, it'll be done by the district friar, Reverend August Riccardi. And uh, so if you're uh, one of the delegates, make sure you get there. It's going to be for, uh, for you to be able to have a say in who your fourth degree master is going to be. Um, and that's something that's very important to all of us. Joseph, another thing coming up, and this is one that uh, it's always a lot of fun, the regional meeting. Yep, the Central East Regional <laughs> Meeting. Yep. And it consists of two dioceses. It's the Harrisburg Diocese and the Altoona Johnstown Diocese. And for those of you who don't know or don't remember, it switches every six months. We do it here in the uh, springtime in the uh, Harrisburg Diocese, and then we do it again in the autumn, and that's over in the Altoona Johnstown Diocese. Before I read what the dates and the times are, it really and truly is important that every council send at least two individuals, preferably your grand knight, your deputy grand knight, your grand knight, your financial secretary, two officers, and one of them should be the grand knight. These meetings are important because it tells you how we're setting up the region and what we're doing with inside the region. There's only five regions in the state of Pennsylvania, and uh, we need to get the word out, make sure that uh, your grand knight attends. If you're a member of a council and you haven't heard anything about this at your next meeting, bring it up because the date is Coming on is real quick. Uh, the regional meeting is set for March 10th at Holy Infant Parish in Manchester, Pennsylvania. The meeting, they all start always at 2 o'clock. And they always have a, a meal after the meeting, so you're more than welcome to attend that. I'll give you a little idea what the meeting's going to, or the meal is. It's going to be a salad, meatball sandwiches, pasta salad, and the desserts are going to be prepared by the Columbiettes. Um, they have coffee, soda, water, their normal drinks. It's $10 a person. Uh, when you do make your reservation to attend the meeting and let them know you're coming, you should also tell them whether or not you're going to attend the meal. I will be there. We're going to be talking about nights in action. We're going to talk about our golf tournament coming up. So it's a good time to meet people from councils within our diocese. So I hope all of you get to do it. Again, if you are a member and your council has not talked about it, bring it up at your next council meeting. Joseph, I know that... Um, Before we go on, yes, uh -huh. I saw a little note here that mm -hmm. uh, if you're going to stay for the meal, for the meeting, please contact Dave Sims at dsimms6353 at gmail.com to let them know that you'll be staying for the meal and uh, so they can make a proper amount of food. Yeah, and you can also, or you can contact uh, Chet Young, who's the secretary. I do not know his email address. I but, don't either, off but, the top of my head. But Dave and Chet will take care of you. We'll get you signed up. But uh, the big thing is, is make sure that you as a council have someone attending. Uh, it, it is important. It gets a lot of word out. I think we've lost so much over the years where people think that their council is is it and we do things for our council but we have a chapter which is there to do larger events and bigger things for the diocese 
and uh, one of the ways that you can communicate is via the uh, regional meeting. Regional meetings also determine where money goes. Every year, as you know, Joseph, we yes. give money to the bishop for the seminarian fund. Yes. Well, if you're not there to vote, the money doesn't get to, uh, distributed. So keep that in mind. You need to be there. Um, this is one that um, not only near and dear to our hearts, but also near and dear to Wayne Freed, our past state deputy, and that's the uh, Father Michael J. McGivney Guild. I don't know about you, Joe. I know you get the guild letter the same as I yeah, do. I, yeah, I join, yes. And I love to look through it and see the people that are getting their prayers answered. Now, not all of them would be considered a major miracle, and not all of them are like Mikey that um, actually started Father McGivney on his road to sainthood. But there, there are prayers that are answered, and that's important, too. Yes. You know, I mean, to, to pray for a loved one, to pray for someone. I see so many, it says, you know, my, my uncle has COVID, my aunt has COVID, my brother has COVID, my sister has COVID. And thank you, Father McGivney, for interceding to our Lord and letting them come through this uh, all right. So I'd, I'd like everybody, uh, I think we have a, a long road to hoe here in, in state of Pennsylvania because we don't have, we have about 10% of our nights are only members of the guild. And the guild is open to anyone. You do not have to be a knight. The guild is great because you don't pay anything to be a it, member it, it of the co- guild. It costs you nothing. <laughs> and, and you get a newsletter every month or every two months. I'm, I'm not sure when I get it. I, I really don't remember. But here, it's quarterly. It's every four months. So here's uh, or three months. The guild publishes a quarterly, quarterly newsletter, which you get, and offers a weekly mass for the intentions of its members. So whether you have a, uh, something that you were praying for, know that the guild itself, all the members will be praying for you and masses, uh, for your intentions, masses celebrated. Joseph, if you want to give the uh, email, or I'm sorry, not the email, just the web address for the uh, state council? For the state council is https colon backslash backslash KFC, Pennsylvania, all spelled out, dot O-R-G. Yeah, and that'll get you into the thing. And then when you look up there, all you have to do is says, what do we do? It's written right across the top. If you click on that, you'll see every program that the state of Pennsylvania participates in from the Knights. And at the very last item, I believe, it says Father McGivney Guild. Click on that, and as Joseph will tell you, Tell me something that's easier than signing up for the guild. It, it couldn't be any easier. I mean, yes, you have to drill down through a couple of those drop-down menus. But, you know, you go down there, you click on it, and you're done. Yeah. Yeah. And just think if you were, uh, you have a family of five, plus you and the wife, you're talking, you know, seven people, get out there and you got seven new members of the guild. So keep that in mind. Um, one of the other things that is coming up, and I know that we're probably getting pretty close to our break, but I'll get this one in. The um, state officer's testimonial, uh, that's coming up. If you don't know who our state officers are, I'll be more than happy to uh, let you know. Uh, Worthy State Deputy Michael Kish, Worthy State Chaplain Reverend Anthony Grazi, Worthy State Secretary Timothy Richards, Worthy State Treasurer James A. Nardone, Worthy State Advocate, our own Jerry Wood, right here from uh, Central East, and our Worthy State Warden David Speck. The um, testimonial is going to be Saturday, March 2nd, which is really coming up. It's a uh, social gathering, the cash bars at 6 p.m. The banquet and the presentation is at 6.30. 
It's held at the Desmond Hotel, 1 Liberty Boulevard, Malvern, Pennsylvania. The dress code, for all of you who are fourth degree members and you say, gee whiz, I never get to wear my tuxedo, this is an opportunity. You can either go formal or you can uh, wear business attire, which is jacket and ties. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's a nice time. I had the opportunity during the Charlie uh, Vaglarelli administration to be the MC, and I embarrassed myself because I could not remember our state deputy, at the time state advocate, Michael Kish. Yes. <laughs> and with that, Michael, let's uh, go to a break. We'll be back right after these messages. And welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon show by my co-host, Mike Yakubik. And we've been discussing various and sundry things that are coming up for and with the Knights of Columbus in the area. Michael. Yeah, one of the things that I, I do want to talk about is the 2024 Men's Conference here in the Diocese of Harrisburg. And that's going to be April 29th. It starts at 7.30 a.m. I have not yet sent my application in, and the reason for that is is they're trying they're doing something different this year. The price for uh, one registrant is, is forty dollars, but if you're a father and a son, both of you get to come in for thirty five. So, what I wanted to do um, was I'm trying to talk Joe into acting as my dad, and we can save ourselves some money. <laughs> so that's why I haven't sent mine oh. in yet. Oh, can you feel all? <laughs> Oh, but, uh, you know, this is, uh, it, 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 I've been to, I think, every one of them. I, I may have missed one, but they are really outstanding times. You get to meet um, your brother Catholics, and a lot of the Knights are there. I think we're probably the majority of, of men that show up are members of the Knights of Columbus. But you also have the members from uh, That Man Is You, um, St. Michael's Organization. There's so many uh, Knights of Malta. All these different groups come. And uh, they have a lot of displays out there. You can talk to people about organizations you would like to join. But most of all, and most important, um, our bishop will celebrate Mass. We get to go there. There's confessions. Uh, the time, there's Eucharistic adoration. There's breakout sessions. I mean, it's just a good time for Catholic men. And it is at the Diocesan Center. Yes. So everybody knows on the Union Deposit Road. And the date is April the 20th. And it starts at 7.30 in the morning. And for more information, you can always call the diocesan office at 717-657-4804. And whoever answers the phone there at the reception desk, you tell them what you need, and they'll get you to the person that needs to be uh, taking your information. Yeah, and, and Joe, you know, i got to tell you, I like the fact that they're doing the father and son thing because it's a perfect father-son day. I mean, I don't know how you can get any better. You start off with Mass, you get to hear some great speakers, and then you, um, you get to spend the day with your son. 
Yeah, so, there you go. So really and truly, think who, about it. Who may or may not at this point be a knight. If he isn't, why isn't he? Well, if he's only seven years old, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> well, no, no, I get that. But if you're, let's assume they're a high school student, 18 years of age yeah. and over. Yeah. you got to watch out for Joe. He's all, you know, being a former district deputy, he's always thinking membership. So, well, but the, the little ones don't get to join Joe. No, no, you got to be 18, <laughs> a Catholic, practicing Catholic over 18. But the thing is, if you start them young, you know that by 18 they will be practicing Catholic and strong in the faith. Uh, one of the other things I wanted to mention, Joe, and I think this is, I, I don't know why we do this. Uh, Rick Toroni, we've known him for years. He's a former state secretary. And Rick has been running the um, Keystone Night for I, I have no idea how long. Since Noah was the next Yeah, I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think yeah, he, came he, knew off, Noah. he came off the boat and yeah. there it was. Yeah. He had something to do. So he's been doing this for a long time. And he does a really great job. But without input from councils, nothing gets put in the Keystone Night. And, and the thing that uh, bothers me the most, every time I read the Keystone Night, and I read it every month it comes out, I go through it and see what's happening. We are never in there. Central East never talks about what we're doing. And Joseph, as you know, and as I know, we have councils doing really some great things. Yep, and we announce them here on the show and on the radio station in general. But, uh, you know, you, you got to get them to Rick and let him know, you know, what we're doing. You know, toot your own horn. It's yeah. not a bad thing. Show, uh, put a picture in. Yeah. Show what you're doing. Show how you're helping, especially if you're doing something internal to your parish, where you're doing something that Father would like you to do. Yeah. And Father asks you, you know, could you as a brother Knight, could you help me out? Well, tell them what you're doing. Um, you know, that's, that's what we're about. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't want to brag. And I mean, I used to have guys come up to me when I was program director. I don't put in for any awards. We don't need to tell people. We don't need to have people say, well, the problem with that is, is the fact that when you put an award up, you not only are, you're not bragging about yourself, you're bragging about every person in that parish that did something to help you out. Uh, we just did a bingo Nights our council did over at uh, St. Joseph's. And we raised uh, the most money we ever raised. I'm not going to mention the amount because we haven't had our council meeting yet, and I don't think that's fair to the membership. However, when I looked out at the people that were playing bingo, I might have been able to count five or six brother night. The other 95 people have nothing to do with the Knights of Columbus. Other than the fact that they're parishioners at St. Joseph's. Yep. And we owe them to put these articles in the Keystone Knights saying, look at what our parish is doing. Because it's not just the Knights. We may have been the ones that organized the bingo, and it was our guys that were doing the work. We had a young, as a matter of fact, I do want to thank a young lady. I have no idea who she is, uh, who she was uh, at the day. But at the end of the day, we made an announcement that would all Brother Knights stick around to help clean up. And this young girl, and I don't, I, I have trouble with ages. She could be anywhere between 17 and 30. I yeah. just don't. But she was there helping us put the tables away, set the other tables up, put them in the, put the chairs back in order for the way that it's set up in Brindle. And uh, so I'd like to openly thank her. I don't know her name. Uh, she did a great job, as our brother Knights did. And, yeah. it, it's amazing how many people will, will do stuff like that. Yeah, it really is, Joe. And, and, and the Keystone Night is a way of letting everybody know that your parish is behind not only what the Knights of Columbus are doing, but what your parish priest is doing. 
So it, it, I think it's important, and I think we should get in there. So I'm always disappointed in the fact that when I look at these, there are so few articles put out by anybody in the Central East region. Should we give out Rick's uh, email address? Yeah, go right ahead. Okay, to get information uh, to Rick and to get it in the Keystone Night, uh, you can uh, contact Rick Taroni, R-I-C-K-T-E-R-R-O-N-I, at Comcast.net. You can shoot him an email, attach a picture of what your event was or, or whatever, and he will see that it gets into the Keystone Night. We need to be tooting our own horn here in central Pennsylvania. Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are right now are doing a much better job than we are. Yeah, and I think what it does is it does so much, Joe. It tells people what we're doing, and it also, just because it shows what they're doing in, in Pittsburgh or the, the West region and sure. the East region, it gets more people wanting to be involved. Yes. Because it's so nice to say, well, you know, I'd like you to help at uh, this or that. Well, if you don't know what this or that is, you may not be so willing to help. Exactly, exactly. I mean, like right now during Lynn here locally, probably in every parish on the east and west shore, there are fish fries going on, sponsored by the Knights of Columbus. And uh, believe it or not, it's not usually just the, the guys and their wives. It's, you know, other people that want to get involved. That's not a bad thing. No, it's not. And uh, so... Get the word out. Do what you can. Um, going to talk about some things that are happening in the general uh, area in the United States. One of the things, and this came from the Catholic Loop, uh, there was a Family Research uh, Council reports that acts of violence against churches in the United States more than doubled between 2022 and 2023. They identified 436 incidents more than eight times the number identified in 2018. These findings suggest that hostility against U.S. churches is not only on the rise, but also accelerating. You know, people, that's something to think about. I just saw the other day where a guy was going to throw a brick, I guess, into, to smash a statue, and he missed. And it ended up going through the stained glass windows. So he broke that instead. Um, you know, acts of vandalism against anyone. I don't care if it's a, a Catholic church, a Protestant church, a uh, Jewish synagogue, a uh, Muslim mosque. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't. It's a, it's a are, place of worship. Right. We are a nation built under God. And then we turn around and we destroy the house that he lives in, whatever our belief is. Yes. And yes. I think that's uh, I think that's really a sad commentary on who we are and what mainly what we're becoming because it's getting worse. As it said here, it's uh, accelerating. So keep that in mind. Uh, here's one that um, got me. It says men are less interested in marriage than women are. What? Yes, and I I find that hard to believe because I know I would not have made it to where I am today if I wasn't married. No. So yeah. So, so yeah. all of you guys out there, wake up. Uh, there is nothing. There is nothing better for a man than a good woman. There you go. And yeah, after fifty-three years of wedded bliss, I can speak for that. Yes, that's right. And it and it opens up so many doors. So, you guys out there, if you really and truly believe that, uh, you're a sick puppy. That's all I can say. Yeah, it's, uh, I was just looking here in the article. It says in two thousand and eight, men tended to get married at the age of around twenty-nine years old while women were usually married at about 25. In 2022, 
men's average age jumped to 34, and women's increased to, to uh, 29. So it's, yeah. yeah. Well, you were, how old were you when you got married, Joe? Well, I got married August 29th, 1970, so that's 53 years ago, and I'm 77, so yeah, you can do the math. Uh-huh. I got married. I was going to turn 24. Alexis was, in seven days, going to turn 23. So we got married young, but again, I think it was a different time. Sure. Uh, you know, this is the 70s. I got married, and we got married in 72. And, um, you know, it, it, you get out of the service. Uh, I think we lived more in four years or six years in the military oh, than please. you can for 20 or 30 with Vietnam years going on back else. then, yeah. So yeah. it's, it, it was a lot different. Um, this is one that uh, kind of bothers me a little bit. Millions of the COVID dollars, which is, uh, to me, the COVID money was paid out so that we could help people that had problems. Turned out that uh, gov governors and mayors have earmarked 517 million of that dollars. That's half a trillion dollars yes. are going to be paid to migrants. And, you know, I, first of all, don't get me wrong, I have nothing against migrants, especially legal ones. But the one, that, the one thing that always bothers me is we have veterans and homeless that are United States citizens. Brothers and sisters, I think it's always better to take care of our own first. Yes, most assuredly, Michael, most assuredly. We have about uh, 30 seconds before we wrap. Any uh, final thoughts? Okay, one last quick thought. All the fish fries have good food. Yes, they do. So it doesn't make any difference which one you go to, east or west shore. On that note, along with Mike Kubik, I'm Joe Murphy. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. God bless.